Hello, and welcome to the second edition of Halfway Around the Halo podcast, your UK Angels podcast. Um, sorry it's taken so long to get back to you with another one of these. I, If you follow me on Twitter, you'll have seen I've been away in Mexico and also just very busy at work. Um, I don't know if I mentioned previously, I work in politics, and whilst I'm sure some of you do not follow our politics, some of you will do, and with Brexit and everything else going on, it's been a very busy period. However, that does not lessen the importance of Angels Baseball, and this is why we're here to talk about it today. And I am delighted to be joined by Jared Timms. Uh, that's on Twitter, he's at Jared underscore Timms. Um, if you want to introduce yourself. Hello. Yeah, abs- yeah absolutely. Uh, it's, it's great to be on, you know. I, I know, you know, you know, it's a bit of a, a time gap between us um in games and everything but you know i'm I'm glad that baseball is getting um on the other side of the world you know that's that's a big thing um for anything um uh, you know expanding the game is huge uh whether it's you know i mean for any sport but uh, baseball in particular i know you know it's kind of just more you know in the united states and everybody wants to play here but it's good to see baseball expanding especially with the fans uh, of course as well and you know i, I know there's plans to get a game out there. Hopefully, you know, we can get more and more games out there as well. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, before you, obviously, we you've seen we've got these team accounts in the UK now. You follow me, but you'll notice it's not just Angels UK. We've got all all major league franchises have a UK fan account now. Did you realize there was an interest in baseball in the UK before this? Or did you think it was very much exclusively to the US or South America and Asia? Uh, I mean, I, I've always I, I saw, you know, uh, Angels Brazil for a while, which was cool. Um, and then I think I saw, you know, um, MLB UK, which is which is always which is cool. And then, you know, I saw uh, all the teams started getting picked up. Uh, um, and that's like I said, it's an, that's an awesome thing to see, you know, the diversification um, of baseball going, you know, everywhere. Um, and, you know, we've seen it, you know, I mean, teams played in Australia, teams go and play in Japan and. Um, the Angels played in Mexico this year, which is great. And it, you, I, I think we're seeing it a lot with all the sports. You know, football is going back and playing. I think they played in London this year. Um, you know, basketball has gone back there. So it, it's just good to see everybody, you know, all sports, you know, not just baseball in general, but um, all sports going and playing everywhere, you know, not just staying in the United States. And, it, you know, it helps everybody out. It's, it's a lot of fun seeing that, you know. Absolutely. I mean, we've obviously... I think MLB UK, this is such a huge opportunity for us. We've, we've got the Red Sox and the Yankees in June. Uh, next year, it's just been announced or unofficially announced that we've got the Cubs and the uh, Cardinals coming over. So in terms of premium marquee matchups, we couldn't really have asked for much more in the UK. Um, it's, it's funny. I, I love the fact that you are so keen to grow baseball or American sports in general outside of the, the US. Because in the UK, we sort of have the other problem. Um, it's been suggested that our Premier League, football, soccer, we have a game in the US, for instance, and people are very much opposed to that. People are very much opposed to going outside of the grassroots fan base. So I think there's definitely a bit of a culture difference in that respect. Do you, do you, do you know why or why that would be? You know, I... I don't. I, I I tend to find myself a little bit different. I, I love seeing everything to be different, you know? Like, I, I don't look at it one way, you know? Um, so if you have a Premier League game come over here and, I, you know, it's a pretty good matchup, I'm, 
I'd love to go to it. You know, um, I, I honestly, I've never really, I've never gone to, you know, Premier League games. I watch them on TV um, quite often. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of my friends on Twitter um, love, you know, the Premier League as well. And I try to stay in tune with them. But um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't know why um, people are so so opposed to it. I mean, I guess it's like you said, it's just kind of a cultural thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, but but I love it. I, I love seeing, you know, um, I love watching the Angels go down and play. Well, I didn't like the result, but I loved watching them go down and play in Mexico and, you know, the atmosphere and even better um me and you know brent mcguire who i know is big with the angels and he's with the giants right now but um we went to san diego and we watched the world baseball classic and the best game that we saw wasn't the usa game it was dominican republic against venezuela and you know both fan bases were going crazy um and you know the game was back and forth and it's just it's it's cool to see that you know it's good to see you know the the fan bases like that go back and forth so i just think it's good in general yeah, no, I fully agree with you. And on your point on the, uh, you see fellow fans on Twitter, I've seen the saying, whilst I'm up at 3 a.m. to watch the Angels, you look on a Saturday morning and there's Angels fans waking up at 4 a.m. to watch their teams, or Manchester United, Tottenham, Chelsea, whoever it is. So definitely, I mean, the global side of sport is, is wonderful. And I fully agree with you. I love to see it expanding. And I'm just hoping that this exercise here, I mean, everything we're doing with, the Angels UK account um, is to try and just build the fan base here and hopefully convince convince those at the top at the Angels that it, growing and expanding in the UK is worthwhile to them. Um, that's that's the plan. I think that's the same for all of the UK team accounts. I think it's just to uh, just to show what a great opportunity there is for franchises here to expand their fan base and obviously ultimately for them it's income. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, thanks again for joining us on the show. It's really appreciated. Um, I thought we should just basically have a chat about where you think the Angels are at the moment. Um, obviously, coming off the two wins the last two nights against the Royals, um, where, where do you think where do you think we're at at the moment? I, you know, I really like where we're at. I said it, you know, kind of at the beginning of the year. I said if we hang around 500 and you, we start getting uh, players back. You got Otani back. Heaney's right around the corner. Um, Jose Suarez, who's a uh, you know one of the top prospects in the Angels organization, is looking real good in AAA. Could be up soon. Um, Upton's you know maybe a month away, and you know I think this team has a real shot at competing for a wild card. Um, I believe they're two and a half, three games back from Cleveland right now. It's it's a tough, tough league. Um, the AL. I mean, it's with Minnesota. Who I'll say this: I think Minnesota is going to regress a little bit, but. Um, it, yeah. it's a tough, it's a tough, um, it's a tough wild card to win. But, uh, if you get that second wild card, Hey, you never know. You win a game, you're in a, um, the league championship series or the, uh, division series and you never know what happens. Um, that's a great thing about the second wild card spot now. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I really like where the angels are. Um, even sitting one game under 500 right now. Um, I think that, you know, seeing these young guys come up and play well, whether it's Fletcher or, you know, Rinjifo or um, Canning, like I know we talked about before, it's just, um, it's good to see, it's refreshing to see these players, especially after the few years since, you know, 2004, 2005, that we, you know, haven't seen much of these guys come up and it's, it's refreshing to see the young talent. So it's good to see. The Jerry years. I, I mean, I fully agree with you on that. I'm feeling feeling confident although we've been here before obviously we need to get back to 500 and then beyond it we've got we've got quite a nice stretch coming up i think so if we can 
we can get the win today, get back to 500. And then three tough games against the Twins, although I'm with you, I see a little regression from them. And also, the games we've just played out in Minnesota, we lost two of three, but we quite could have quite easily won all three. Um, hits just didn't quite drop in. I mean, pitching was a bit off. But when you look beyond that, we got games coming up against Texas, Oakland, Seattle, more against Oakland, more against Seattle, until we play the Dodgers on, I think it's something like the 11th of June. I think that's a really nice stretch for us. Those teams in the division started started well, but have regressed massively as the year's gone on. And I think we're getting stronger. We're getting players back. The Angels, obviously, you, you mentioned Upton's a month away. Atani's back now. Canning's come up. Some of the young guys, I mean, La Stella, we can't, we can't go without talking about Tommy um, and what he's doing out there. So it's definitely promising. And I, I try not to get too carried away, both with the lows that we saw early in the year and the highs we're hopefully going to see now. Um, but it, it, it's promising, as you say. Yeah, no, you mentioned uh, the schedule coming up. This is definitely a time that the Angels can uh, take a, take an opportunity and, you know, win, you know, get five, six, seven games over 500 and uh, you maybe take control of that second wild card spot because um, the Angels actually have one of the toughest schedules. You know, they have to play Houston a whole bunch um, and they are not an easy team to play. They're probably the best team in baseball right now and they're probably going to be one of the best yeah. teams in baseball the rest of the year. The rest of the year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's going to be tough to play. I think Houston's a big part, but, you know, like you said, the schedule right now is, um, is good. And if you can, you know, find your way to a couple games over 500, and you never know when you get uh, Heaney back and Upton back, play well for a while, and let's see what happens. <laughs> exactly. You met Houston, I mean, they are firing on all cylinders. Last year, I think, was a bit of a disappointment for them, having won the World Series the year before. Um, I think they, they, they were disappointing because they had, I mean, the roster was there. They they should have gone on, and I think they were probably better than the Red Sox, personally. Um, but this year, as you say, they're going to be tough. Um, and I, th- I think it's a good thing for us that we're not having to play too many games against them now whilst we have these injuries and whilst players are still finding their feet in the majors. Um, just hanging those games back and playing them later on in the year, I think it's definitely going to be a positive for us. Um, so I, I look forward to the challenge of that. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it'll be fun to see the young guys. Uh, you know, they're getting their feet wet right now, and then later in the year, getting to some uh, big game action. You know, maybe a Sunday night baseball on ESPN type of thing, where the nation gets to watch Griffin Canning pitch against uh, Houston. And <laughs> hey, you never know. Like that'd be a that, that's going to be a pretty fun matchup, seeing him face probably the best offense in baseball. So completely. And on <laughs> we'll touch on the starting pitching. So Canning went seven last night. Um, scoreless great start for him but that's been the biggest weakness this year so far for the Angels is that starting pitching I mean Trevor Cahill's come in and hasn't hasn't done very well same with Matt Harvey had some spot starts here and there from guys Tyler Skaggs has looked good for the most part but again he's had had a bad start or two so do you see those guys settling in as the year goes on and potentially either being trade pieces or actually settling in the rotation? Or do you see, you mentioned Suarez earlier, do you see him coming up and taking one of these veterans' places? Or when Heaney comes back, do you see Cahill moving to the bullpen, for instance? What, what do you see the Angels doing with the, with the, with the pitching going forward? Yeah, you know, you mentioned Cahill going to the bullpen. He's always pitched decently well in the bullpen with the Cubs. I think 
I could be wrong. I think he won the World Series pitching in the bullpen for the Cubs. Um, and yeah, you know, that's that's an interesting idea. I've you know thought about that, proposed it. Um, we'll see what happens there. Um, Harvey, you know, looked good in his last start, um, to say the least. Um, I think that you know he if he builds on that, we could you know possibly see maybe you know even like half of what Matt Harvey was. With uh, with the Mets is a good Matt Harvey, so you know if we can get if the Angels can somehow get that back, that's a that's a good little piece there. Um, and then, like you said, Jose Suarez is an interesting piece sitting down in AAA, who's been pitching well. He pitched five innings, I think last night, gave up two runs, struck out a couple, which is uh, which is a good sign pitching in a pitcher's ballpark out there. Um, and yeah, or in a hitter's ballpark, sorry. Um, and, and yeah, you know it'd be an interesting piece him and Suarez. Um, or him and Canning, sorry. Um, you know, in the Angels, the rotation would be would be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, that has definitely been a weakness. Um, though I think that the Angels have have played the rotation correctly. Um, you know, they've. I think Osmus has done a really good job with taking pitchers out before they really have to face the the uh, the lineup a second or even third time around to get the bullpen in and even stretch out the bullpen a little bit. So it's. I think he's done. I think a, you're I think right. He's done a good job with it. Yeah, the, I mean the opener strategy. I wasn't. I must admit, I wasn't sold on it last year. Obviously, it's been around a few years, but the Rays really brought it back to prominence last year, and I, I wasn't sold on it when they were doing it. But when you get someone like Felix Pena and you give him that opportunity, you have the opener, and then let him go through the order a couple of times without having to face the top order. I mean, it's been very successful for us on the whole this year, um, and I, I would agree with you. I think Osmus has done it pretty good job on the whole managing that the bullpen in particular has been <laughs> it's been a revelation considering some of the pens we've had over the last few years I said at the start of the year I was very confident it was going to be good this year and for once I've so far been proven right which doesn't happen very often um, but we got some we've still got we've still got arms to come back into it um, and the answer we have got I mean <laughs> we can't go without mentioning Ty Buttry can we uh, great pickup from Epler there. Uh, do you do you think it's sustainable what what they're doing at the moment? I think it is. You know, I mean, their bullpen has been has been used a lot, but it's been used in a in a good way. Um, but a, again, sustainability is a big key with uh, any part. I mean, whether you're looking at, I mean, I have Cody Bellinger's name pulled up here right now, and he's the best player in baseball. Whether it's Cody Bellinger or whether it's um, the Angels bullpen, it, it's all about sustainability and if they can keep that going. Um, I'll say I think they can get, keep it going. You know, I think that Osmus has done a really good job with um, managing the bullpen and using them efficiently. And I think there's a lot of depth uh, that that can be used in the minors um, still and brought up. So, you know, if the Angels do have an injury or, you know, somebody starts struggling like we've seen Cody Allen struggle, then somebody takes his place like, Hansel Robles or Ty Butchery have. So I think that that's a big thing too, the depth. Um, the depth is really here right now too, which is nice. Quite agree. I mean, Hansel Robles, what we heard from the Mets fans when he was, uh, when, when we picked him up was we gave up a lot of the long ball. I mean, they were quite glad to see him go. But it's been, it's been the opposite so far as an angel. He's locked down that closer spot for now. Um, and between him him and Buttery and Justin Anderson and those arms that are throwing throwing hard. I mean, I think he's found a really good, Epler's found a really good, um, what's the word I'm looking for, system um, in place. So 
I'm, ha- I'm very, very happy with how it's going so far. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we're getting I, I we're getting pretty close to seeing like the 2000s Angels bullpen here. I mean, I haven't really mm-hmm. done any comparison, but that's what it kind of reminds me of. It's almost like, hey, if we have the lead going into the sixth, seventh, eighth, or ninth, it's you know, it's almost like it's game over. I feel like I don't, I, I'm not worried about it anymore. Where, as uh, you know, a couple years ago, it's like, oh, uh oh, this is this is going to be, you know, we have a two run lead. Let's uh, let's hold our breath here and hope we can make it. So. <laughs> Very true. I don't think I ever went into the late innings confident we would help hold the lead. Uh, but so we've 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 touched on a bit on the minor league system um, and some of some of the pieces we've got down there. I just thought we should go into a bit more. Um, I know, obviously, depending on who's listening to this, many people will know about the the minor league system in baseball and how it works. But for some of our UK listeners, particularly those newer to the sport. Uh, I think it would be good just to talk about how it works, um, how how the sort of progression works between the levels, and really ha- where the key pieces are right now in the Angel system, and when we would expect for them to make a difference. Particularly because with this year, whilst again I think is a bit of a transition year, we are starting to see what we've been told Epler was building over the last couple of years start to come to prominence, and we're seeing some of these pieces coming up. Uh, and over the next few years, obviously, we hope that's going to keep improving. So I wondered if you could just give us a quick rundown on the system, how it works, and what we should be looking out for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's just kind of start it with the draft, which uh, happens every June, um, early June this year. Um, and that's where, you know, high school and college guys um, that play, you know, in the United States or even up in Canada can get drafted. Um, and uh, then, you know, you get sent to, you know, rookie ball, which for the Angels is in Arizona. Um, that's the Arizona League. Uh, that's, you know, kind of like the, you know, you're developing there. They're seeing what you can do, where you can go from there. You go to uh, kind of another rookie um, rookie ball, which is in Orem, Colorado, or uh, Utah, sorry, Orem, Utah, um, which is, you know, another place where they, you know, kind of see what you have to prove and where you can go. Um, then from there, you can move up to Burlington, which is, uh, God forbid, Iowa, Burlington, Iowa, which is where, you know, the Angels have one of their top prospects right now in Jordan Adams, who was drafted last year. Um, and again, that's just another spot where they just kind of can see where how you're developing and how you look. And if we want to talk touch on Jordan Adams, he's, you know, not having the most productive offensive year. He's getting on base a lot, which is a good thing. He's got, you know, who looks like a good eye. And he's playing solid defense, but um, we'll see if the back comes around. Um, from there, you can go to Single A, uh, which is in Inland Empire, which is actually a 45-minute drive from where from Angel Stadium, um, and that's really where you start seeing guys, you know, prove themselves um, and kind of, you know, you'll you see pitchers starting to pitch like pitchers should, like pitchers can in the major leagues, um, and you start seeing hitters really start producing as hitters um the angels you know single a right now has it's a very good you know rotation good pitching out there even though you know one of um my favorite angels prospects um pitching wise chris rodriguez is actually out with a um i think he had he had back surgery last week yeah. yeah yeah it's really unfortunate he's one of the more promising you know pitchers in the angels um farm system but uh but from there you can go to 
Double uh, A, which is for the Angels, is in Alabama. Um, and that's that's really the the point where you can tell if guys are ready for the major leagues or not. So and and for the Angels, this is where they have a lot of their you know good young talent on the offensive side. Um, we haven't seen the Angels' top prospect yet, and Joe uh, Joe Adele. He's uh, still rehabbing. I think he's gonna. I haven't heard, but I think he's maybe about a month away or so, give or take. I know he's he was hitting um, in Arizona um, in extended spring training, um, and then you also have Brandon Marsh, who's one of the Angels' top prospects. Uh, Jemai Jones, um, just to name a few. Jack Kruger, the Angel, one of the Angels' top prospects on on the catching side, um, and then from there you can go to Triple A. Um, which is, you know, the a lot of times where guys who don't would kind of struggle in the major leagues, kind of they can play some back into AAA and kind of see how they're doing. And for the Angels, that's in Salt Lake City. Um, though the Angels have an interesting, you know, a lot of depth there. Like I mentioned before, you got guys like Matt Thice and Luis Renifo, um, who are there from time to time. And you know, it, it it's interesting there to see see these guys develop. So. That's fantastic. Thanks for the rundown. I mean, I think one of my favorite things is to follow these minor league systems. Um, I, I love waking up in the morning and just checking the box scores, seeing seeing who's been doing well, because, I mean, they are, after all, the future of the Angels. And if we want to be this perennial contender, you have to build a farm system. And I think that's where Billy Epler's understood. He's tried to put a winning product on the field, although it hasn't quite happened yet. But at the same time, he knows he has to build the farm system up to what it used to be. Um, even I've noticed, I mean, you mentioned Brandon Marsh, Jeremiah Jones, Double uh, A. I mean, the results haven't been there yet this year, um, particularly for, for someone like Marsh. I mean, the power's not there. Although I noticed in the month of May, I mean, he's starting, starting to come along now. The average is going up and everything else. Is this... Do you think it's are the Angels? I think actually across the system. Do you think it's are the Angels working on new things, or is it the weather at this time of year, or what do you think it is? Because last year the batters in the system took a massive step forward. This year we've seen some really really good pitching from a lot of our young arms, but the hitting hasn't quite been there. So do you think this is something that's going on across the system, or is it something else? Well, I know a lot. You know, with this off season, um, they hired quite a few new guys from a system called Driveline, um, which I'm sure you saw kind of a little bit about that. But mm-hmm. I think that may have a little bit of do to do with it. It's kind of a new system, I believe, that the Angels players might be getting used to. But when you mention um, Jemai Jones, they, you know, he was he was really hot in Arizona Fall League. Um, yeah, it, as as you remember, um, and uh, you know they. They, he came back and they kind of were tinkering with his swing um, down in double A. And, they, you know, he just hasn't really, you know, found it yet. So he they kind of moved him back to how he was in the Arizona Fall League. And he's kind of been hitting a little bit better now, you know, after the – I think he started the yeah. season off 0 for 25 or something like that. Um, but, but yeah, you know, on, in terms of uh, Jemai Jones, it, it, there's only one way you can go is up from, you know, kind of where he's been in. Um, I, I also think the transition, you know, from, you know, he's been to outfield, second base. Um, he is an athlete, which, you know, that's that's what Billy Epler preaches. But I think that, you know, that gets tough to, you know, really focus on hitting and 
playing multiple positions in the minor league system like he does, especially when he wasn't really used to it. Um, so I, I do think that kind of has a play. But in terms of Brandon Marsh, I feel like he's always kind of been somewhat of a slow starter. Um, and then he really picks it up. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me to see, you know, him find his way to AAA here, you know, decently soon, maybe before the All-Star break. So we'll see what that happens. Would, that would be good to see. I mean, an outfield of, of Trout, Marsh, and Adele would be quite something defensively, also offensively. Um, obviously, you've got the Justin Upton question as well when he comes back, although maybe he'll be moved to first base at some point over the next few years depending on who else develops in that farm. But, I mean, I think it's definitely an exciting time to be following the farm and following the system through, certainly much more than it has been over the past few years. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at any team and, you know, the way that teams win ballgames and win, you know, play, get to, make to the playoffs and win World Series is through their farm system. I mean, the best example of this is when, you know, the Padres a couple of years ago traded or their entire farm system for, you know, Justin Upton, Craig Kimbrell, just to name a few of those guys. And they, you know, they, they struggled, you know, everybody was like, Oh, this is going to be a really good team. And, you know, they struggled and you can even, you know, even with the angels, when they signed Albert Pujols and Josh Hamilton, um, yeah. you know, that it's, it's not an easy thing to do, um, you know, is win games from trading players. So the best way to do it is, you know, build your farm system. And again, the angels are going to be stuck with, a, a you know really good situation but a difficult situation because you're going to have like you mentioned in the outfield you know Cole Calhoun, Brandon Marsh, uh, Mike Trout, Joe Adele, uh, Justin Upton you know I mean it's yeah. it's it's a good problem to have and the same thing with the pitchers you're going to have a plethora of pitchers and you know with injuries how they've been so their the Angels are you know going to be faced with some good problems to have. <laughs> I quite agree and it's going to be fascinating to see how it develops. One one thing in the outfield we haven't we haven't even spoken about yet, and I think we should. I saw you actually retweeted some uh, stats just before we came on to record today on Mike Trout and uh, how how quickly he's got to 250 home runs. And I, I think you can't really have an Angels podcast without at least discussing his greatness and and where where do we think he's going to end up in the all time uh, discussion? Oh, Mike Mike Trout is just he's unbelievable. I mean, he just he we think he doesn't get any better and then somehow he continues to get better like this year he's one of the best defensive outfielders defensive center fielders in the game um and to add on i mean to add on to how he's been hitting i mean people are thinking he's slumping he's still batting 297 uh, with a 468 on base percentage and slugging 580 with 10 home runs and is somehow getting overshadowed by tommy lastella who (laughs) <laughs> Nothing against Tom Listell is having a fantastic year, but I mean, Mike Trout is just, he's unbelievable. And at the end of the day, he's going to rank up there with probably some of the, he'll definitely rank up there with the best players of all time. You know, Ruth Mantle, Ken Griffey. I mean, it, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't get old to see what this guy does day in and day out. And like you said, it just goes back to being, it's an exciting time to be an Angels fan. <laughs> he's walked 41 times. I think it is this year already, which we're in what the middle of May. And that's it's just huge numbers. I mean, it's a lot more inflated than anybody else. And it's just <laughs> just a pleasure to watch him play every day. And it's just such a good thing now. We've got Shohei back behind him. Finally, a bit of, a bit of protection for him in the lineup. Because as we saw earlier in the year, I think they made a mistake of pitching to him on a 
when the bases were loaded, hit a grand slam. You got to the point in the Angels lineup early in the year that you would rather just walk in a run than pitch to him in that situation. Um, and for Mike to be where he's obviously lost favour with some of the East Coast bias and the and the media is because the Angels have not put a winning product on the field and he's just had no support around him. If you'd have put him in some of these other lineups across the, the majors over the last few years, his numbers would be astronomical. Um, and I think people can't forget just how good he is because he had no protection behind him. But now I think with Atani coming back in the three-hole, hopefully we'll get ups and back in a clean-up. Um, you're, you're not going to be able to avoid pitching to him. And we're going to see this supposed slump. Just He's going to explode later on in the year. I'm certain of it. Oh yeah, I mean it's incredible. I mean, we go back, go back to his walks. Yes, he's walked forty-one times. Uh, he struck out twenty-eight times this year, which is incredible. <laughs> and he struck out yeah. twenty-eight times in forty-two games. And like I said, that's just a testament to him getting better in every like category, even though he's already the best. It's incredible. Um, but yeah, you talked about you know the protection and everything. I, you know, early in the season, I wonder how he didn't you know just rack up a hundred walks like. Why wouldn't yeah. you just walk the guy? Exactly. Like he, he's that exactly. scary of a hitter. He was he's incredible. Um, but, yeah, you know, having those guys behind him definitely helps him out and helps the team out. You know, I mean, they're still not going to want to pitch to Trout. And they, I, you're going to rather face Otani or Upton or Simmons. But that still is, you know, a, a middle of the lineup with Trout, Otani, Upton, Simmons, and Pujols batting, you know, decently average this year is a scary, yeah. scary situation to have. So the Angels are a scary team if that pitching comes around. I think I think you're right. And I'm glad you mentioned Alba there because he gets a lot of stick. But he's, this year, I think he's, he's picked up again. He's given it his all. In the, he's still a fantastic fielding first baseman when he's out there. Um, and I think he's just trying to do the simple things this year rather than trying too hard to hit it out. So... Albert being dropped down the order and hitting, say, in six is, is much better for this lineup. Um, and also having more rest days as well. I think it's really helping him not having to be out there every day. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, he's 38, 39 now. Um, it's, it's got it, 39, um, as I'm looking at his profile. Um, yeah, it, it's got to be tough. You know, I mean, he's already he's played so many games in his career. It's getting close to 3,000 games. Um, He's going to go down as one of the best, if not the best, first baseman of all time. I um, mean, you know, it's it's unfortunate to see where he's gone. Um, but at the same time, this year has been quite uh, quite rejuvenating to see him play kind of like he did in the past. You know, he's kind of – he looks like he might be getting back to his 2006 ways, you know, where he actually put up somewhat of a good year. Um, mm. So, yeah, you know, it's, just, it's good to see him produce a little bit. Um, you know, he's, he's not striking out as much. He's walking a little bit more, which is good. Um, sitting for a little bit of power. It's, you know, yeah. sometimes it's tough watching him get down the line, but like you said, those days <laughs> off, they're always good for, for an older guy like him. So, yeah, definitely. And I think we'll just leave it with prediction then for today going for the sweep, uh, Tyler's Tyler's on the mound. What, what do we think today against Duffy? Oh, I like that pitching matchup. I've always liked uh, Daniel Duffy. It'll be a fun one tonight or today. Um, I'll say, you know, the Angels are going to sweep the Royals. The, you know, the the offense is going to take it to them. Um, and let's see, we let's say we see another Trout home run. Um, as he hit a yeah. bomb last night, by the way. I'm, I'm <laughs> feeling it. Yeah, I'm feeling Trout home run again today. I just feel like he's about to go on one of his 
straight. Oh. Um, before we know it, he's going to be catching up to uh, Cody Bellinger in war. Exactly. And, and yeah. Like, All right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It won't be long. We know, we know it. We know it over the course of the season. He'll always get up there and beyond everyone else. So, yeah. That's, yep. That's I, great. I never have a problem with Mike Trout's sustainability. Trout will always be there. <laughs> <laughs> he will. Well, Jared, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, really appreciate having you on and talking angels and Hopefully we can uh, convince you to come back on because I'm sure the uh, UK Angels fans are going to really appreciate your insight uh, and everything else today. Oh yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I enjoy uh, you know being on Angels uh, UK. You know, I never thought that you know this would actually you know be a thing, but uh, yeah, let's let's keep it going. I like it. I I like what you guys got going on over there, and I'm glad. Like I said earlier, that you know baseball is expanding its horizons and getting to places where you know it's never been before. Exactly. Um, and on that note, any Angels UK fans that are listening, uh, I've said before, again, please do come on the show. Give us your how you became an Angels fan. Give us your story. Give us whatever you want to tell us, because this is really for UK Angels fans and for us to sort of develop and show that the Angels are here to stay in the UK. Um, so thanks again, Jared, and uh, see you next time. No problem. Thanks.